0: This podcast was created to educate listeners on the experiences of diverse individuals. However, all opinions expressed by the host or guests do not reflect the overall standing of Tarleton Radio or Tarleton State University.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Making Space a Diversity Dialogue. I'm your host, Cole, and this is a biweekly podcast where together we'll have questions answered about socially sensitive topics while learning how to create lasting relationships with diverse people. The 2019-2020 global coronavirus pandemic has made an incredible impact on the pursuit of education around the globe. In the United States particularly, we have struggled to bring the education experience to students of all ages. At this time, many lower-level schools have postponed for the fall semester in an effort to allow COVID-19 to dissipate. Others offer an opt-in program that allows parents to either opt in for face-to-face classes or have their student do work from home. Higher education facilities like Tarleton State University have given options for students to choose fully online, hybrid, or face-to-face learning. All of these changes have placed a group of students across the states in a very difficult and unstable position. International students have struggled through this difficult time wondering whether they will be able to maintain their student visas or not as government policies have flip-flopped. July 6th of this year federal policies were put into place that would have stripped international students of their visas if they took fully online courses. Thankfully, as of July 16th, due to the backlash and cry outs from many universities, the government rescinded this decision, giving international students the ability to choose online or face-to-face classes. To help me discuss this topic, uh, the experience behind international students, two guests have agreed to join me today. First is Suzanne McDonald, a Senior International Student Advisor with Tarleton State University's Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and International Programs. The second is an international student, Vamsi. He is a graduate student studying agricultural business at Tarleton State University and has been studying here since January of this year. We did do the interview separate. I'm going to go ahead and play that for y'all. Thank you guys so much for coming on to the show. I'm very excited to talk to y'all. But could you first like tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves, both you, Suzanne and Vamshi?
0: I'll go ahead and start. Um, So my name is Suzanne McDonald. I'm a senior international student advisor. So what that means is that any student from another country who wants to come to Charlton and seek a degree, I help them all the way from admission to graduation. And just make sure that they're getting acclimated and they have the services that they need.
2: Uh, yes, this is there, and I'm a graduate student here at Dalton. And uh, my major is agriculture and consumer resources. I recently moved to U.S. all a long way from India. Mm-hmm. And I just finished my first semester in the last spring. I'm looking for the fall.
1: Yes, uh, the fall is definitely going to be very interesting this semester. How was it last semester? Did you enjoy
2: it? Uh, please don't ask that. Did you enjoy it? Oh, no. <laughs> it <was. laughs> Obviously, everyone, as everyone knows, that COVID and all, it right. was True. not that much, but however.
1: <laughs> it was definitely different than you expected.
2: It was a lot of, there was a lot of difference, and everything went upside down. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, for everyone. Yeah.
0: Even before all of COVID, um, one of the ways that I connected with Bamshi was that um, he really wasn't connecting with international students or domestic students at Tarleton, and it can be really challenging. He lives really close by, and so... Um, all things considered, it should be easy for him to make friends and make connections, but especially as a graduate student and an international student, mm-hmm. that wasn't always the case. So um, one of the reasons I asked him to join us besides being pretty fun to hang out with is just that <laughs> um, a lot of students say they want the international perspective or they want international friends, and yet when I have my students, and they all kind of end up hanging out on their own or just being um, lonely and missing home. Mhm.
1: Yeah,
2: I, yes, I definitely like,
0: want to mention
2: that. Yeah, my journey was not so easy as I planned. But uh, after spring break, like a spring break, uh, Suzanne helped me a lot. Like, <laughs> uh, spring break was the last vacation of mine <laughs> in mm-hmm. the U.S. Uh, because, uh, with the help of Suzanne, I interacted with some international students, and I made a couple of friends but after spring break the lockdown started it was not easy for me like i was Mm -hmm. staying in like in a room nearby the campus alone so everything was like it was like life of Pi movie i'm sorry (laughs) yeah
1: Uh, it must be really difficult and Mm -hmm. i know suzanne you mentioned a little bit about trying to get domestic students to interact with interact with your international students, how do you guys go about even trying to do that?
0: Well, I think the easiest way that we do it, um, well, I suppose the most straightforward way is that we do host programs. But just like any student, you all have a million things that's pulling at your attention, right? So you might see a flyer for something and think, oh, that sounds cool, I'm gonna go to that. And then your friend calls or you end up having to do some more o homework or something. So we're always competing for your time and with our international students, they might have an inner drive, but just like you all, when you remember back to freshman year, if you didn't have a friend to go with to the event, you probably weren't gonna go, Mm -hmm. and then multiply the complications of that if you aren't as confident in the language, or it's brand new, and a lot of our international students have had so many different experiences, and they're adventurous people just to even take the stab of trying to come to a whole different country and have a different degree, but at the same time, they still would much prefer to go to any sort of event with a friend. So Mm -hmm. we have um, sort of a a more relaxed monthly chat and chai event. We have International Education Week. And then um, for spring break, I really focus on just the international students and connecting them with each other, especially at our outreach campuses. But another way that we've done it is we've had a couple domestic student ambassadors. And these are folks that I see are really involved on the campus and are just really cool people and very inclusive. And so I connect them with our international students. And honestly, in a, a funny twist just because of how the student org functions, a lot of our international students have connected with OLAS, which is our organization of Latinx American right. students,
1: because they're so
0: um, they're just an active group. They're really inclusive and helpful. And so they're always sending me messages and saying, Hey, does anybody want to go get tacos? Do we want to go out and go bowling? And at first, international students can be kind of confused why I'm sending them off in this direction, but when <laughs> they meet, they realize they actually do have a lot in common. So it's just trying to find um, places for them, and and because the international students and I have, I have the ability to cater to them when they reach out, if they reach out, then we can talk back and forth and find places for them to fit, but um, vamshi has got kind of another layer there, because as a graduate student, he's already had a lot of the undergrad experiences, and Mm -hmm. so um, kind of my, (laughs) what I'm hoping for is that we can have even more Texas experiences, but even if it's just something as simple as um, a domestic student who knows that they're going to the football game, and just sending out that, like, hey, I'm going, we're all meeting up here, anybody that wants to join us, come along, is just, it's really helpful.
1: Mm -hmm. And Bamshi, what is what was your experience at least for the first part of the semester did you feel like that these programs really worked or were there some things you you wish you could have done that you didn't
2: yes yes I'm so thankful to Suzanne. at least I got to experience to like for uh, the spring break uh, it was the beginning where I reached out to Susan personally uh, and I explained my concerns because I don't have any of my community people or, or else any other students from India too. So mm-hmm. I was feeling lonely. So I reached out to Susan. She has planned well and it was everything was going fine. I enjoyed a lot. Then after the lockdown started and the classes were like online, mm-hmm. I was all alone in the room so the main task was like maintaining the mental, <laughs> mental peace and mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, in hand with the, like academics too. You have to study in your mm-hmm. room. You don't have friends to talk. And it was quite difficult in the starting, in the beginning.
1: Right. Very isolated, which is even more difficult. I feel like for you, just because you already were isolated in the first place,
2: um, yes.
1: being an international student.
2: Yes, like it was not that much, (laughs) I can say. It was difficult, quite difficult Mm -hmm. for me to get out of that. Right now I'm fine. Like I made myself (laughs) habituated to everything here. and Things are going good.
1: Good. I'm I'm glad at least it's getting a little better. And we do have some face-to-face opportunities now. I I did want to ask both of y'all about that what was your experience over the summer when the policies were still not set in stone whether you would be going face to face if you were even able to stay here how did that make y'all feel um how how was that experience
2: yeah after finishing the first task of maintaining academics in the spring the next thing was these updates of ice and all (laughs) Like they literally made us like (laughs) crazy, go crazy because uh, these rules, these rules kept changing and our Mm -hmm. uh, we immigrants like international students, they get panicked with this, uh, this sort of sudden news and all. So that was a disturbance in between and later they decided and like everything was going cool, but in summer I have not taken any classes personally. So I was making myself, comfortable firstly with uh, with this type of situation which we never mm-hmm. came across so I improve myself like spending time with myself I uh, usually practice spirituality <laughs> that mm-hmm. may sound that may sound a little bit different but uh, maintaining the mental like uh, peace is a main thing for uh, students like when they are isolated and when they're isolated and We can't spend our whole day holding a laptop or phone. So Mm -hmm. I usually uh, spend myself uh, going to the rec center, which was like, it was really for me, at least (laughs) that Mm -hmm. was open in the summer. Mm -hmm. So even though like that was not a common thing, like maintaining the social distancing, maintaining and maintaining the Mm -hmm. hygiene, but I spend a lot of time in rec center. I'm a fitness freak, so.
1: Oh yeah, it, uh, it makes sense.
2: Yeah.
1: With all that emotional stress, sometimes working yeah. out is is the best yeah. way to get that out of your body, right?
2: So all the summer, I just remember the rec center, and I do meditation at the in the campus. Usually, I uh, every day I go to a campus and mm. I spend some time and take fresh air. And I sit and do meditation near the tall statue. (laughs) So so I make myself (laughs) peace and calm. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Now, Suzanne, you're on the side of administration and being that in-between kind of person. How did that affect you and your relationship with your international students?
0: It's sort of a mixed bag. Um, I think for the domestic or the international students that are here in Stevenville, for me I felt that gap a little bit more. Um, not being able to just say, Oh yeah, come on over to the office, especially knowing that they were struggling. And when lockdown first started being discussed, um a lot of my students they kept asking me if they should go home or not. And mm-hmm that's not a decision I can make for them. So we just had to have them work it through for themselves and talk about pros and cons. And we were really limited with information. And it's so hard not to just tell them, we'll just come in the office and we'll figure something out or yes, everything's going to be okay. And it's all going to work out. We just didn't have answers. Um, But now that things have calmed down a little bit and it's sort of the new normal we've come up with some really creative ways to connect with folks and I would say my population is probably, um, they have a little bit of a leg up as far as video conferencing because they've been calling back home in that way and other ways for a while. So that's kind of been the upside is that the programs we've never been able to get out to Waco or get out to the Fort Worth campus now we can kind of connect a little bit easier and a little bit better. And even though Texas is huge, what I'm really hoping for, and I'm hoping that we can continue to develop is more of a Tarleton international community that exists within all of our campuses. And so they're all relying on each other. And especially when it comes to visiting the U.S., it can be really cool if I can get your um, right when the pandemic hit, we were about to go to our international market tour. And so what that looked Mm -hmm. like was Um, renting a van in Stephenville and having all of our students that are interested um, go on a trip out to the Fort Worth area and hit a couple of the different international markets there Mm -hmm. just to get food from home and then food from countries that they didn't know and do a cultural exchange in that way. And so Mm -hmm. even though we weren't able to do it at that time, we're really trying to figure out new ways to have that type of programming. Um, And so we're looking at for International Education Week and Vamsi, I'm going to put you on the spot here because I haven't had a chance to ask you yet. <laughs> but I'm really hoping for some of our students that they would be interested in hosting um, a Zoom cooking show kind of thing. Oh, Bamshi,
1: wow. That would be really interesting. All about
0: food. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so, I love um, cooking.
0: Exactly. So we're really hoping to have Vamsi come and do his own Vamsi's Kitchen and have folks oh. <laughs> um, learn how to cook no. along with him.
2: Please but, don't uh, make me a chef now. <laughs> it's going to <my> be
0: great. <laughs> There's just so much out there. And that was one of the things during our spring break trip that I really focused on. Um, Food is really important to me and it's such a way to have a different experience without Mm -hmm. leaving your comfort zone too far, I guess. And so we hit a lot of different places and tried a lot of different foods while we were in the Metroplex, but um, we have to come up with some new ways to do that. And definitely on the administration side, it's frustrating. We get as frustrated for the students as they can be a lot of us are very empathetic and so Mm -hmm. we feel the frustration with that the students are feeling alongside them as well as with ourselves for not being able to keep that community going and keep things going and having all the answers a lot of us are used to being the person who has the answers and Mm -hmm. right now we're just having to sit with uncertainty which is hard Mm
1: -hmm. right right it's it seems as if that building a connection virtually or even now hopefully um some face-to-face programming is going to be like the most important part of having international students and and catering to them and hopefully getting the experience y'all wanted to in the first place get here now Vamshi, i kind of want to go a little bit back um before covid happened what Mm-hmm. First, made you interested in studying outside of your home country?
2: Well, actually, I moved out because of the main reason, like international exposure, which I was seeking for, obviously, and to improve myself, making use of what I've studied in my bachelor's, which was mm-hmm. ad business, it was related to agriculture. So, and, and also, my brother used to stay in US, like he's uh, he's working here, he stays in Pennsylvania. So as I had support with my brother, so I was interested in studying in US, like just to get exposure, how it will okay. be, how the things are here. Because agriculture, studying agriculture is a different part for me, like uh, I, just knowing the technology, how the how the agriculture is being done here. So it was quite like a learning process for me. Mm-hmm. And Talton especially, they have provided me the best master's program in ag business which which made me interested to do my masters program here and i have interacted with the professors like our advisor prior to come like reaching us so that made me like okay i got i got a good feedback mm-hmm. from my professor and support from the professor advisor everyone so i just moved out
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay that's- That's really interesting. So just like the connection uh, with Tarleton, with the advisors and professors made you feel as if this was the right place for you. Yes. Now, what was it like obtaining a student visa and going through the International Studies program when you first started?
2: Uh, Well, uh, getting a visa was not a difficult part for me because of my studies and a uh, good GPA in my undergrad. Mm-hmm. So I was diff- I was quite sure that I'll be moving to US uh, in a couple of days. So I made myself mentally strong and I prepared mm-hmm. a plan to how to do my master's and how to study. I was like quite like, uh, what you call, so much interested, but... <laughs> You know <laughs> things went wrong, so right right you
1: but had quite, this
2: was, yeah, this was a good experience for me, like after after all, it's all about us in the end, so you have to go through these struggles mm-hmm. so that you make yourself stronger. It's okay, like it was good experience, mm-hmm. hope, hopefully, everything goes well in the future,
1: yes, I hope so too. Do you plan yeah, yeah. on? hopefully attending face-to-face classes uh, again this fall?
2: Yes, personally, I feel like uh, from my field, like in agriculture, I felt quite comfortable with the Mm face-to-face rather than online because of my like spring semester, which I have observed. Uh, I felt quite comfortable with the face-to-face classes, but right now it's all like depends on the number of candidates. For the class register right. so it's all up to the safety <laughs> safety at first right but right. hopefully hopefully it, it will be like if it is mixed match like it is a hybrid model as they said mm-hmm. some classes as yeah. the face-to-face interaction and some online so that there will be a connection between the professors and the students as well not like the spring semester hopefully looking forward for the face-to-face in the first place. Yes.
1: yes, I know a lot of people are looking for that. I mean And having, especially in agriculture, having that face-to-face hands-on experience is really important. And that has always been made a big deal of at Tarleton. So hopefully we'll get that back. Yes. Now, do either of you have any thoughts on uh, prospective international students, what they should look for um, in in looking for a university to come to in the United States or even in Tarleton, um, or maybe just how they should interact with uh, the situation that is right now, COVID. Are there any good tips you guys have?
2: Susan should tell this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: well, one thing that's important to note is that even though, um, so recently there was some guidance released by ICE in the Department of Homeland Security and it was really troubling and it made it seem like the U.S. was even more unfriendly towards student immigrants and student Mm -hmm. scholars than before and luckily that guidance um, was overturned and we have now gone back to um, where we were in spring which allowed a lot more of our our current students to have flexibility because they're at first it was kind of like, well, if they're international students, the whole point is them coming to the U.S. to study face-to-face, so if they're not going to do that, they should stay in their home countries or leave and go to their home countries and study online from there.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. At surface value, I, I can see why folks would think that was a good idea, but people forget that Um, some of our international students, if they came in at a junior college or community college and then got an associate's degree and then a bachelor's degree and then a master's degree and then even a PhD, these are some of our brightest folks out there, our brightest Mm -hmm. scholars. And to say to them, well, now just leave, that assumes a lot of things. Um, That assumes that they don't have family here. They don't have a support system. They don't have a job or a car or friends, families, loved ones, and that it also assumes that they have all of that infrastructure in their home country, but that's not always the case, and even if it was, it's still a student, And, and that kind of interruption can be really detrimental to their home study, and ultimately, I don't think any student came into college being like, Oh, whether it's face to face or online, and if it changes at midterm, I can roll with all of it like we found out a lot mm-hmm. faster how how important it is to have the face to face component and how much importance is really placed on success and connecting that to the physical space of college so for prospective students, unfortunately, the guidance has not um been the best, so we will not in very few exceptions. Um, we will not be accepting any prospective students. Um, so we have a couple transfer students who will be starting. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, most colleges across the U.S. are not able to um, start students in the way that we are used to and the numbers that we're used to. And even if we could, travel is still really, really difficult. Getting visas is very difficult. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of budget cuts going on. So it's just, it's a mess. So. Um, In a perfect world moving forward for prospective students coming to the U.S., I think it's really important to recognize and and really take a moment to, to understand how you're going to process loneliness, because even if you are the most introverted person, you have every intention to go, and this applies to U.S. students going abroad as well, if you are like, I am so ready for this adventure, there is going to be a time where you were just overcome with being in a different time zone, a different culture Mm -hmm. away from family, away from things that's that are all familiar to you. Um, For me, it hit when I was about two months into being away in Europe and my flight got canceled and I was overwhelmed (laughs) and people were not nice at the airport. And I ended up just going into a bathroom stall and just crying. I lost Mm -hmm. it. And I just wanted to go home. And I was so tired and just overwhelmed in that moment. And so I called my dad and (laughs) spent the money to make the international call. And I was like, I am so tired. This is so hard and it's not what I wanted. And I don't know why it has to go this way. And he talked me through it, but it's just important to understand that it's a good experience overall but it is challenging. And I think that's important for folks to recognize when you welcome people in as well. Um, There were just a few people along in my life as a traveler that will always stick out to me. People who let me do laundry in their house or Mm -hmm. cooked something at home because all I had done is eaten out or just Mm -hmm. gave me a space where I didn't have to worry for just a few minutes. And I'm amazed and impressed by them because sometimes I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was just this random girl who showed up with their, you know, their son or daughter or (laughs) just wandering through. And, and yet it is so important. Um, one of the initiatives that has taken a back burner unfortunately is, um, connecting our international students with folks in the community and other Texan students so that they can actually go into a Texan home. Um, it, It's crazy to think, but it actually happens more often than you would think. That sometimes our students come here for four to seven years and they never get invited into a Texan home. Mm -hmm. Which, considering Southern hospitality, is wild. But especially here, (laughs) right? But
1: we base our whole uh, personality
2: or yeah, we just don't
0: think about it, you know. And and it's just that experience of going over to someone's house and having a meal and just talking to them about like their day-to-day lives. It's, it's just part of, of the whole experience. Mm -hmm. And I I think that we're remiss to think that they'll just find it somewhere else because, Mm -hmm. or thinking that they're going to get it in res halls or something like that because not all of them live in res halls and we just um, being a little bit more aware and, and open, I think, it just takes a back burner, especially now when everybody's mm-hmm. kind of overwhelmed with everything going on.
1: Yeah. Now, you mentioned before that, unfortunately, you guys aren't taking any new perspective international students. Do you think that'll change soon, or do you think that will be uh, for the next couple semesters?
0: We don't know. Um, it's not a Tarleton initiative at all. Um, I if see. We, I mean, we still send out When we get applicants, we still process them, we still approve them, we admit them, we give them any documentation they need and try and hope that they can get a visa, but um, it's out of our hands on whether or not folks at Homeland Security and Border Control and just all of these different agencies, because there are so many, it's not just ICE, it's, there's just, there's so many folks that come into play when it comes to international relations. So... I mean, this was, Agree. yeah, this was one of the first times um, that I I called a senator, but I felt like I had to as soon as, as soon as it came down that the new policies affecting international students and the guidance that came out saying that if we moved all online, that they would have to Mm -hmm. leave the country Mm -hmm. immediately. Um, I picked up the phone and I called my senator and was like, this can't happen. (laughs) We have to. Recognize the billions of dollars that international students bring to the U.S. and the jobs that are created and just all that goes into supporting them and recognizing, too, that um, some of the folks that are a lot of the folks that are in our medical schools and in our laboratories, those are international students. And they're literally the best of the best because giant schools that have these huge research budgets, they have the budget to go and fly out to different countries and recruit Mm -hmm. These people that can just do creative, amazing things. And so we need them here. And I was talking to just like a receptionist or something like that. And um, she was like, well, what school are you from? And I was like, oh, no, no, I'm just calling as a private citizen, just (laughs) wanted to throw this out there. But if we can, I mean, all it'll take for us is as soon as those as travel gets easier, as soon as policies ease up. Um, we
1: we'll welcoming more students.
0: Exactly. So we do have a couple students who um, they can defer right now so they can choose to defer or um, we're working to get them enrolled online so they can still be making progress towards their degree. And then as soon as we can get them here in person, we will be doing so.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Now, Vamsi, I wanted to bring you in for another question. With your experiences, what little you did have on campus beforehand and with other domestic students. Was there anything that listeners could do to help you integrate more? Um, I don't know, be better friends to you?
2: <laughs> like as I try, like obviously having friends on campus or else around, it's a good thing so that we get some time to spend with uh, here students, especially native natives and natives, and learn their experiences and learn their culture. Mm-hmm. I believe in like, it's all about, uh, learning, uh, from the beginning, like, uh, giving our information, like how we in India, we stay and we, uh, how our culture is and learning their cultures. So, uh, that is the main thing which I was looking for. And Suzanne also like, she, as I talked with her <laughs> for a long time, <laughs> so, uh, she, even she, she was the, she was co- correlating with me, with my idea, like, it's all about learning the new cultures mm-hmm. and all. I was hoping for a good, like, programs. There was a chai time, which was planned, <laughs> and so right. many, so so many programs I've gone through, but, uh, suddenly everything <laughs> got shattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, she made a group too with international students, which was an initiative, like, they can just to Uh, have all over the information uh, uh, circulated in between international students. And, well, I'm open, like, (laughs) I love making friends, obviously, but I can't reach out, but I can't reach out to everyone as personally. (laughs) So
1: So maybe just uh, being able to listen uh, to what you have learned and to share your experiences with other people, hopefully, um, with this podcast, you'll get some more interest uh, in international mm-hmm. and domestic relationships uh, with students. Now, finally, is there anything that I missed that you guys wanted to talk about or make people aware of?
2: Yeah, like as a as a graduate student, I just wanted to suggest some small things which will be helpful. I I hope so, like yeah. in the perspective <laughs> of a student. <laughs> uh, so. Main thing, like it's all about the self improvement and self development in and apart from your all surroundings and these hard times and all. So, a small suggestion from my side, like maybe <laughs> they like it or not, but uh, yoga, practicing yoga and meditation, <laughs> I'm damn sure that <laughs> this this is going to help. It's all yes. about. It. But but I just wanted to make a small effort in getting improved themselves like Mm -hmm. working out or else doing some physical activity but I believe there is a lot of benefit from doing yoga and meditation altogether. so that is the thing I just wanted to let other people (laughs) or other students know that's good out of this everything like whatever things hard times are they're facing in their personal life and day-to-day life
1: just focus on yourself and and like improve yourself Yes, yes A physical way will then help you in a mental and emotional way. Yes,
2: uh, yes. End of the day, it's all about us. First, (laughs)
0: definitely. I'm still not great at meditation. I have been. (laughs) My dad's (laughs) been trying to get me to do it since I was a little kid, and I always just tell him I can't do it. I can't be still. (laughs) But yoga, I can get down with some yoga anytime. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Mm -hmm. for me, one thing that is really important when talking to Americans about international folks and international students is recognizing that they've had just as much of a wealth of experiences as you've had. So really looking at interaction as an exchange instead of just telling your story. Yes, they're here to learn from us and to really understand the culture, but you're missing out on on an amazing
2: connection
0: Mm -hmm. if We don't take the time to ask, you know, what other experiences they've had up until this point. And especially with folks here, I I hear it all the time where they don't mean to because it's coming from a really good space. But sometimes they forget that this is a very capable individual who has taken a huge step forward. And a lot of our international students, they speak multiple languages. They have um, different degrees and certifications that might not be recognized in the U S but are still very um, demanding and just different than what we have. Um, And so I think, I mean, it's crazy, but there are some folks that I met over 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And, having those connections in different countries is so cool you know I have people reaching out like oh if you ever come back to Switzerland bring your son we can't make to meet him and um, it's so incredible that's what that true cultural exchange really is like you never know if you invite Vamshi on a barbecue picnic type of thing today <laughs> you might find yourself having some incredible tips if you ever travel through India which of course I highly encourage once our world opens back up in a safe way yeah so it's just a really cool thing to have those conversations and I think there are especially as we navigate these next few months or more Mm -hmm. um international students might be the closest we get to traveling for some time so um being able to at least have those conversations and understand those worlds from a personal perspective uh, is a, is a small way to get to know the world when we are all really stuck at home.
1: Right. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me and thank you for agreeing to come on. Hopefully i will have some more stuff for international uh, students to come on and, and talk about, talk about their culture and just share it with the listeners. So thank you guys so much.
2: Thank Definitely. you.
1: Thank you. I would like to thank our guests once again for coming on. I really enjoyed this interview. I hope you guys did too. They gave a really interesting and new perspective that we haven't had on the show before. And I'm very excited to possibly work with international students some more and get you guys some more information. Now we did go over a lot today and there are plenty of materials out there for you to go and search, but I did leave some resources as always down in the description for you to learn a little bit more. If you have anything that we didn't cover or you still have a question, don't hesitate to visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and message us. The Planet 100.7 is where you can find us. Be sure to tune in next episode where we'll be discussing the experiences of individuals with mixed ethnicities and the balance of their cultures. Until next time, folks, be safe and take care.
2: This has been
0: the Tarleton Radio Network podcast with production from A.J. Heyer and Taylor Welch. Find more great shows by searching Tarleton Radio Network wherever you get your podcasts.